join me as we listen to Jesus' story as told by Matthew. May these few minutes spent listening today draw us closer to Jesus, and may our lives also testify to His power and grace. Hello, I'm Michelle Edwards, a member at First Lutheran, and today I'm reading from Matthew chapter 26, verses 1 through 25. When Jesus had finished saying all these things, he said to his disciples, As you know, the Passover is two days away, and the Son of Man will be handed over to be crucified. Then the chief priests and the elders of the people assembled in the palace of the high priest, whose name was Caiaphas, and they schemed to arrest Jesus secretly and kill him. But not during the festival, they said, or there may be a riot among the people. While Jesus was in Bethany, in the home of Simon the leper, a woman came to him with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume, which she poured on his head as he was reclining at the table. When the disciples saw this, they were indignant. Why this waste? they asked. This perfume could have been sold at a high price and the money given to the poor. Aware of this, Jesus said to them, Why are you bothering this woman? She has done a beautiful thing to me. The poor you will always have with you, but you will not always have me. When she poured this perfume on my body, she did it to prepare me for burial. Truly, I tell you, whatever this gospel is preached throughout the world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. Then one of the twelve, the one called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests and asked, What are you willing to give me if I deliver him over to you? So they counted out for him thirty pieces of silver. From then on, Judas watched for an opportunity to hand him over. On the first day of the festival of unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Where do you want us to make preparations for you to eat the Passover? He replied, Go into the city to a certain man and tell him, The teacher says my appointed time is near. I am going to celebrate the Passover with my disciples at your house. So the disciples did as Jesus had directed them and prepared the Passover. When evening came, Jesus was reclining at the table with the twelve. And while they were eating, he said, Truly, I tell you, one of you will betray me. They were very sad and began to say to him one after the other, Surely you don't mean me, Lord. Jesus replied, The one who has dipped his hand into the bowl with me will betray me. The Son of Man will go, just as it is written about him. But woe to that man who betrays the Son of Man. It would be better for him if he had not been born. Then Judas, the one who would betray him, said, Surely you don't mean me, Rabbi. Jesus answered, You have said so. As we get closer to the end of the season of Lent, we're getting closer to the end of Matthew's Gospel. We're now reading accounts of the events closer to the end of Jesus' life. Jesus, of course, knew what was coming. He was aware of all the undercurrents and schemes swirling around him. He knew what he would have to face, yet he carries on, teaching, showing compassion to people, preparing his disciples to carry on after he was gone. Consider that little story of the woman in Bethany pouring precious oil on Jesus' head. The disciples were upset, considering it a waste of money that could have been used for better purpose, to help the poor. They probably thought Jesus would be proud of them for thinking of others. But Jesus tells them to quit fussing. 
They're missing the point, not recognizing how little time they still have to be with Jesus. This seems to be something of a last straw for Judas as he decides to betray Jesus. Before he makes his move, Jesus and his disciples gather to celebrate the Passover, a very meaningful and powerful occasion for the Jewish people. As they are together, Jesus announces that one of them will betray him. One of his closest friends, his trusted companions, one who has walked miles with them all, left home and family and friends to follow him, one who has listened to him teach, watched him heal people and perform miracles, one of them will betray him. Can you imagine what each of these men was thinking as they sat around that table together? How could such a terrible thing be true? But Jesus said it, and they know their teacher, so they know it must be true. All but one of them must have been looking around, wondering, Is it him? Could it be him? Why would he do it? Could I stop it? If we knew who it was, could we change his mind? Eventually, for each one, their thoughts turned inward. Could it be me? Could I do this thing? How? But what if someone threatened my life, my family, my children? Would that be enough? How could it? Yet, one by one, they brace themselves, go to Jesus and ask, Surely you don't mean me, Lord seeking some reassurance, some confirmation that the unthinkable is not inside them. And one by one, Jesus gives them that, until Judas. This time, Jesus confirms the unthinkable, how painful it must have been to face his friend, his disciple, and know what was in his heart. This is one of the most poignant moments in the Bible. Jesus, a man of such compassion and love, knew not only what Judas Judas would do, but what it would cost him. It's a moment of high tragedy and supreme drama, yet it is such a quiet moment. You have said so. The whole room might not have heard that simple statement, or maybe not understood its meaning, yet the world would never be the same again. Judas was certainly not solely responsible for Jesus' death. Dying was what Jesus came to earth to do. But oh, the devastation Judas must have felt in that moment is heartbreaking. Let's pray. Jesus, what anguish you must have felt at the betrayal of your friend. Thank you for the boundless love and compassion that led you to sacrifice so much and suffer so much for our sake. Amen.